0: this is retirement roadmap radio with mark fricks from master plan retirement consultants when a part of your financial strategy is out of tune your long-term goals your retirement savings and your legacy can all suffer with many years of experience in the financial industry mark fricks provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security retirement income planning wealth management and much more Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Roadmap Radio with your host, Mark Fricks. Hello again, and
1: welcome to another episode of Retirement Roadmap Radio with me your host Mark Fricks and our co-host today Mr. Tony Shore that will be guiding us through the landmine that is radio. Uh, Welcome Tony how have you been?
0: The radio landmine yeah yes (laughs)
1: landfield no not landfield
0: (laughs) landmine field right is that right
1: minefield minefield
0: minefield Minefield. minefield. yeah there Uh, you go uh, there you go minefield yeah. yeah Good. that's the great thing we'll about go live radio that. yeah we'll live. go with that yeah, yeah. today's show it uh, the way it started it, it, it will be a minefield to navigate <laughs> the show mark it's already yeah.
1: downhill yeah. from here
0: right <laughs> so. We're, we've launched uh, we've launched a good one <laughs> so uh i've been good you know good. it's fall so that's good i love football season oh, yeah. and i love the yeah. crisp weather Other than that, though, I've been really busy with family stuff, which I will get into later in the show. We're actually talking about some of what I've been dealing with. I know you have a story to tell, and I bet it's similar to uh, what I'm going through, actually, uh, with my grandfather, uh, his estate, and uh, my parents. My mom's in a nursing home, so it's It's uh, it gets a little goofy and I'm hopefully, I'm hopefully you can clarify some things. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, I've been great, but you've been busy. I know this is a busy time of year for financial advisors, especially yourself. You like to make sure, uh, the year end planning is going well for your clients.
1: Yeah. It's busy. I think part of it's because, uh, it's, more difficult to meet with folks during the summer and all of a sudden fall kicks in and they're like you know they've quit traveling and they're like hey we got to get back on track with this so that's part of it uh we don't teach as many classes in the summer you know that's a lot of different things it's okay and we take more vacations in the summer so i'm probably not here quite as much and and things of that nature so you know, it's fine but yeah we are cranking up a lot um and uh i've got Gosh, I guess probably for October, I've either already taught or will have taught 12 classes in October. Really? Everything from federal to social security. we got an estate planning class coming up, speaking of today's show. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So lots of classes. And
0: and so these classes, I know there's typically no charge to attend the classes?
1: That's correct. There's one class we charge for only because it's more of a college level. Uh, sure. It's a two-session, but we only teach that about once a year. Typically, they are complimentary.
0: But the classes so. that are coming up, like the uh, estate planning class, uh, how can our listeners out there find out about them? Are they on the website? Because yeah. I know even though there, there's no charge, you do have to reserve a spot because right. they fill up. How do we find out about those? Yes, yeah, very easy. The
1: website. You go under workshops. You know, um, and, what is and that website? It's <laughs> <laughs> Just guess it. No, it's uh, MasterPlanRetire.com. Go under workshops. I know you were
0: thinking it. You were <laughs> I was. To
1: I was trying to put it out there. It, the, yes, into, yeah. in, into the waves. But Because um, you know, a lot of people have ESPN so I'm, I'm sure that helps, <laughs> uh, but um, masterplanretire.com, going to workshops,
0: and some and of them are face-to-face, face, live,
1: face-to-face, others are sure. Zoom or, Vir- or virtual, yep. I guess would be a better way to put it, so um, you're welcome to join, uh, you know, any class that would be helpful for you, so uh, sure. love to have you. We We have full classes all the time, so it's really good.
0: Well, I know they're helpful and very educational. Strictly And educational. you're able to get into some things and, and focus down uh, a little better than we do on the show, even oh, yeah. so. And, and face-to-face or even uh, virtual, it's, it's a lot easier, uh, I think, to get more out of it that way. So yeah. I would encourage our listeners to attend. And uh, speaking of estate planning, that's what we're talking about mm-hmm. today. We've talked about it a little bit on uh, a, a recent show, but you have a particular scenario that you wanted to talk about today, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, we've got a, a true story. This this
1: happened like uh, probably 10, 12 years ago, so some of the numbers are a little bit different than we're used to today, but sure. I think it will hit home because it's it's a, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a couple in their family. That um, uh, they were in the mid mid to late 50s, and and the wife was diagnosed with some type of an illness that basically she had no chance of recuperating from. They gave her three to four months to live. Wow, um, terminal. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it was it was you know. I cannot imagine, you know, what was going on. So sad. Yeah. And, and, and knowing they're losing their mom and the husband's losing his spouse. And so, uh, so many things you think about and think that you need to do, but you know, one of the things they thought about is they didn't have, she didn't have a will, a power of attorney or anything. So first thing they did was we should get a will. Let's make sure that things were smooth and easy and all that type of thing. So they did what most people would do. They went to an attorney. Um, I honestly don't recall, but I believe that this attorney was an estate planning attorney, so they knew what they were doing. I'm not saying that if you're a general attorney, you can't do a will, but an estate planning attorney uh, typically uh, can add language. It's better to go to somebody who specializes. I think so. I'm not cutting anybody down. Uh, It's just I've had better experience with that. So so they did that. They went to the attorney. and, And so, Tony, what I've discovered is when you go to an attorney and if you ask for a will, you know what they give you? A will. What do they? They give you a uh, will. Uh, yeah. Now, do you need a will? Maybe you need a trust. Maybe you need a discussion. But typically, they don't. Um, uh, the estate planning attorneys I've spoken with don't do as much planning, and that's why many times people come to us first and sure. and put the whole plan together, and then we kind of know how to fit the estate planning into the rest of their plan. Because right. it does affect every other area. But they did not do that. And that's okay. So they went to the attorney. Um, and so I'm going to kind of paint a scenario here uh, and kind of give you some background. So basically, uh, their estate, which included his IRA money, and some other things I'll go over, was about $1.5 million, Okay. Again, late 50s. Um, most of the IRAs were in his name. He had a big 401k and an IRA from working for 35, 40 years, right? Sure. Uh, so that was in his name. Um and there was uh, about 300000 in her name was cash and real estate, okay? Uh, and, of course, it's her okay. that we're worried about right now. So basically what we had was um, she, uh, two main things. She had some, uh, some small cash accounts, but she had, uh, first of all, she owned a rental house, okay? She had inherited some money and decided to, to buy a rental house as an investment. So she had that. And also she had some real estate that she had inherited through family, so these are the two main things she had. And because she inherited it through family, she owned it with her two sisters. So it was owned jointly between the three sisters. Okay, so hopefully you get the scenario a little bit, mostly a rental house and inherited property. Okay, so um, so this is her wishes. First of all, she wanted their residence to go to the husband, right? That's where they lived, that was their home. She wanted to go to him, Pretty pretty easy thing to do, right? Her rental house, she wanted to go to the three children who were adults. Okay, their youngest kid was 21, 23, and 26 or whatever. So they were old enough to inherit. So she said, I want that to go to you guys so that you, it's all three boys that you, know, you can have an investment income and all that kind of good stuff. Okay, so that was her wish for that. And her share of the family land, she wanted to stay in family. So her third, she wanted to go to her children or their children as well. So kind of a simple situation. Um, she had a small IRA of one hundred fifty thousand that she wanted that to go to the children because the husband had a big IRA and and other money. So felt like he was okay. So she wanted to leave, again to leave a legacy for the children. Okay, and so they they kind of went to the to the will and kind of gave all these directions to the attorney. The attorney put the language in the will. Uh, so they went home feeling like they had accomplished something. And so what did happen? Well, let's go to the her various things she owned first of all we talked about the land with the sisters okay okay well as you may have heard me say that was owned jointly with two other sisters so it doesn't matter what you put in the will okay um that her portion because it was owned joint tenants with rights of survivorship went to the other two sisters There's no fighting that it's it's titling takes precedence over the will. So she may have said, I want my children to have this family land. The two sisters remaining got 50, 50. So that's the first thing that did not happen. She wanted to happen. The second thing was, um, the rental house. Remember what she did? She went ahead and put in the kid's name. Yep. I knew, I know this one. It's the kids. That's no problem. However, what they did was, first of all, uh, that's called gifting, Yep. She gifted the house to the kids. So technically Mm she owes a gift tax. Now that's not well tracked by the IRS, but it can be picked up at passing because when you start, um, uh, filling out the estate uh, final estate tax forms, things like that, you also can lose some of your exemption. But the biggest problem is this is they lost their step up in basis. Yep. So let me explain that for our listeners. So let's say that she paid a hundred thousand dollars for the rental house. 10 years ago, and now it's worth 200000 When she gave it to the children, it was worth 200000 How did she give it to the children? She put the deed in their name, okay? So now it's theirs. Now they inherited the 100000 cost basis. So if they sell it, they owe taxes on a profit of another 100000 If they had inherited it, the cost basis would have been 200000 which means if they had sold it the day she died, there would be no tax. So they lost the tax advantage of not having a um, step-up in basis. Now, Tony, this happens a lot, by the way. Uh, I have ladies and men that come into my office all the time that may be a widowed, and they've got a couple of kids, and they're scared, and they're getting in their 70s and 80s, and they're afraid of their decision-making process. So what do they do? They put their daughter on the checking account as a joint owner. They just gave away half their checking account. Okay, Uh, and it could be a a loss of a step up in basis. Maybe they gave him some stock. I just want to make sure you have this, honey, that you can get to my account, that you can call them. It sounds lovely, but again, you just gave away half of whatever you gave away. You technically owe a gift tax. You may have lost a step up in basis. And guess what? If I put my daughter in my checking account, let's say I keep $50,000 in there and she gets a divorce, half that account belongs to her, which means half that account is up for divorce proceedings. Wow. So, just power of attorney, trust, all this stuff can control it so much better.
0: So, yeah, trust a trust could have helped a lot. Big time. power of attorney, and and yeah, you don't want to gift a big portion of land because you lose the step up in base. That's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's huge yep. because of the tax implications, and you're leaving your loved ones with a mess and a, a tax burden.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Uh, the other
1: thing, too, before I get into the next bad thing that happened. OK, it does get worse. <laughs> there's,
0: but wait, there's more. <laughs> there's more.
1: But wait, so, there's more. Because um, what they did, Tony, was they did what we call an I love you will. Honey, I love you. Here's all my stuff. That sounds perfect, sounds wonderful. The problem is is you can lose your exemption from estate taxes. Now, we don't have a problem with that right now. Uh, your exemption's $12 million each, okay? But in these days, the exemption was 600000 Now, if they had uh, kept her exemption when she passed away by keeping that in a trust, letting him inherit the rest of it, then they kept both exemptions for a total of $1.2 million. Otherwise, if he had died, They uh, he would owe 50 percent of whatever they owned over six hundred thousand, which was another one point four five million. So they would have owed four hundred fifty thousand dollars in estate taxes because they didn't capture the exemption.
0: What a nightmare! It
1: gets worse. (laughs) Okay, so Tony, uh, now when I ask this question of a of a female, they get it right every time. A male has no clue. Okay, so if I'm married. And my spouse passes away. What is the most likely thing to happen in the next 18 months? I'm going to get uh, remarried. Yeah. Okay. Men do that. Okay. Women, you know what women tell me? They say, I'm not training another one. Okay. I yeah. swear. <laughs> I swear, that they <laughs> tell me. But that men is true. get remarried. Men, it men happen will our, probably
0: get remarried. It happened
1: in our family. You know, yeah. I, I don't know if it's because men can't cook. I don't I don't know why. Okay, I'm just saying that's true. Yeah. Guess what our friend here did? He got remarried within 18 months. Is that the end of the world? Uh, maybe not, but let me tell you a couple of problems. Number one, it just happened to be somebody she didn't like. It was an acquaintance. They both knew she, the the former spouse that passed away did not care for this woman. Sure. Her husband married her. So what happened now? Well, did I tell you it was an "I love you" will? So the husband got the house. Um, the uh, what did I say about the retirement account? Oh, it didn't go to the children either. I didn't mention that her IRA that she wanted to go to the children did not go to the children. Why? The beneficiary, you know, and it still said the husband. So he got the IRA. He got her IRA too. the. So the kids pretty much didn't get anything. OK, they got uh, the rental house, but got a tax burden on top of that. OK, so he gets remarried. So anything in his name now becomes part of the new wife, including his IRA, including her IRA, including the house that the they are formally owned together. OK, and then, you know, they're married a couple of years and they start talking about, well, honey, I, you know, I, I need to be a beneficiary on something because if you die now I'm dependent on your Social Security and things start commingling. OK, mm-hmm. and so what happens is, is anything that he inherited, which is pretty much everything, probably if he dies first, goes to the new wife, the kids get shut out. It's called disinheriting your children. Okay. Ah, Now let's go back to that that, terrible that exemption we talked about. That exemption of putting half the exemption and keeping it in a trust under the wife's name and the other half under the husband, that exemption can also be preserved for the children. So they are at least getting half the estate, even if the husband gets remarried. So again, everything that she wanted to happen, very little happened, and the little bit that did happen happened the wrong way. Why? Because they went in and asked for a will. True story. Uh, Not much we could do about it. I mean, you can't go back and change your beneficiary after they've died, right? Uh, You can't change the titling of a a rental house or or inherited property after they've died. So this story actually has happened very close to home for us as well. Uh, Thankfully, because of some circumstances, we were able to fix some of it before the passing. But Tony, you said you had some issues in your family as well, right?
0: Yeah, definitely, and uh, it's been um, yeah, it's been a, a tough situation. Here's my situation: my parents didn't have a lot of money. Um, they didn't uh, have a financial planner like yourself. They didn't properly save for retirement, and my dad became disabled uh, at, from his job uh, at an early, fairly early age. But now they're getting on in age, and they've done. They did fine, but my mother has Parkinson's and she uh, recently, actually um, earlier this year, had to go into uh, a full time care facility, long term care. Right. And as we've talked about on past shows, long term care is outrageously expensive, right? Yep. So they're uh, slight spend down, but they got on, needless to say, um, the, through the county, the social services and the county and the state. Right. Uh, they got on Medicaid because Medicare does not cover long-term care. Correct. Uh, that is a common fallacy. Right. So between Medicaid and the state and the county, uh, and my mom had a little bit of insurance that covers a couple hundred bucks a month for long-term care. Wow. So she was actually lucky to even have that because most people have nothing for mm-hmm. long-term care insurance. But uh, she, ha- she had some coverage and then uh, part of her Social Security, but they uh, they, uh, cover that. Well, then my dad, uh, has his social security and a few other things. So he, he was living at home yet, but then his father who is 101 and owned the farm passed away. Okay. And his father left about $130,000 uh, that was, that were in CDs, uh, was his portion of his dad's money and the rest got split with his siblings, mm-hmm. his remaining two siblings and then there's each sibling got 80 acres of land. My dad's actually was 77 acres, and then the farm place, because my mom and dad's house is on the same farm as my grandpa's house. There's a lane, you drive in, their house, their house. Anyway, so my dad got the land the buildings were on, you know, that the tractors are in, and he got some of the tractors, and he got my grandpa's house. Now, he's got this farmland, and he's, oh, I'm gonna lease, I'm gonna rent it out. Well, here's the problem. My mom is already in long-term care, and the state's been covering the cost. Uh, we went and met with a an estate planning attorney, and my mom and dad didn't have a lot in place. Uh, uh, and my grandpa had a will, uh, of course, and left it. Uh, it was uh, actually transfer on death to my dad. So the minute my grandfather passed away, this land is in my dad's name. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now I'm being told there's no way we're going to be able to keep the state from taking that farmland that's been, by the way, That farm was established in the 1800s, was homesteaded by the Shore family. My grandfather grew up there, my dad grew up there, and I grew up there. Mm. And that farmland's never been out of the family, right? Mm. And so my dad wants to keep it. But uh, the estate planning attorney we met with said, the state's going to come for that money because your mom's uh, medical bills are, you know, to, to keep her in that home between five and eight thousand dollars a month right which they've been covering so luckily she hasn't been in there long so it's not like they're gonna come back and say hey you know we want the last she'd been in there about three months before this happened mm-hmm. but still uh moving forward how do you keep them from getting that farmland and had something been differently done like had my grandfather years you know a few years back i mean he's 101 so he knew okay. but he was, he was in his right mind up until he died. He was camping two months before he mm-hmm. died. So he lived a long... He died of old age. The doctor said no no known major diseases. His body just finally gave it out. Just, his mind was still sharp. Yep. He's fortunate. He's one of the very few. The doctor said I've only had two patients that have truly died of old age, wow. Your grandfather and one other. So anyway, that I couldn't point to, oh, he had, you know, cancer, or he had... Uh, no, he had none of that. He didn't have diabetes. He didn't have cancer. He didn't have a heart attack. So anyway um that's the problem there now if my grandfather had changed his will to leave the land to me mm. five years you know a few a number of years before he yep. died uh, the state couldn't touch it and it would stay in the family yep and you and may still ha- have two
1: of the problems with the other two siblings depending on if they have long-term care needs in the future it's already in sure. their name yep they could lose their portions
0: too yes yep exactly Wow. So, uh, and well, at least, and there was a chance that they were going to take away step up in basis, which, you know, my dad would have had to have paid taxes then on the farm. Now they didn't, but there was a law they tried to pass. I don't know if you remember, but they were going to take away step up in basis and Oh yeah, it was yep, gonna, yep. yeah, for family yeah. farms. But luckily I don't think that passed, but there's still a step up in basis, but family farms are being lost all over the place, uh, because this is happening. I talked hmm. to a couple attorneys. Um, the thing is, is it's a small town in Southwestern Minnesota. So I talked to an elder care attorney and he said, had you come to me beforehand, there are a couple of ways we could have done this, uh, because he specializes, but the attorneys in Worthington are do everything, right? It's a town of 11,000 people. So, uh, but they've told me that so many family farms are being lost all across. Well, especially the Midwest farm country Mm -hmm. because of one thing, long-term care. Yep. Yep. Long-term care is destroying the family farm and keeping it from staying in the family. Yep. Because if they don't have, if one goes in and they don't have money to cover it when the farm goes, if the farm is left to the kids and the kids are older or need long-term care, the state takes the
1: And you know, there, there are ways to cover long-term care, Tony, without buying long-term care insurance. So maybe that needs to be the next show we do is yes. ways of, of taking care of long-term care through planning, through certain products that you're not paying for a long-term care policy for 35 years and may or may not use it. It's a multifunctional tool that can be used for three or four different things. So I think maybe the next show would be a really good topic to cover. That's huge.
0: Well, we're out of time. Mark, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Well,
1: uh, mentioned earlier, masterplanretire.com is the website. You can schedule an appointment right on there. Lots, dozens of resources and hundreds of podcasts and YouTube videos of of radio shows and short ideas and things like that we're all start with education here at master plan retirement and then move from there so uh, find the website bookmark it because you're going to come up with a question in six months you'll go you know i bet mark has that on his website and i bet i do and if i don't email me and i'll put it on there <laughs> so either way but masterplanretire.com and we do offer a complimentary consultation just a chat what you can ask me whatever you want to ask me about, whatever concerns you have, what should you be doing, things of that nature. So make sure you request uh, a, a, a initial consultation by pushing that little button that says schedule now.
0: Well, thanks, Mark. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Roadmap Radio with our host, Mark Brick
1: And thanks for joining us. And until we see each other again, remember, plan well and prosper. Have a great day, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to Retirement Roadmap Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Mark Fricks at Master Plan Retirement Consultants. Call 770-980-5262 or visit their website at masterplanyourretirement.com.